Welcome into Lockdown Blackhawks for Thursday, April 9th, 2020. It's Jay Zawoski with you here. Lockdown Blackhawks is part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you so much for taking some time out of your day and tuning in to Lockdown Blackhawks. Remember, sitting at home, working from home, whatever you're doing, tell your smart speaker to play the latest episode of Locked on Blackhawks. I'm going to try it. Alexa, play the latest episode of Locked on Blackhawks. Did that work in your house? I hope so. Anyway, thanks for tuning in. Not a ton of Hawk stuff to get to. Uh, I am going to warn you, I'm going to take a bit of a sports departure uh, and pay uh, homage to a musical artist that I really, really love. And uh, I'm going to take a few minutes for that in the first segment. So if it's not your thing, fast forward. But I think you won't mind, right? It's a good thing. It's a good story. So uh, anyway, I want to tell you how to get in touch with the podcast. The number to leave a voicemail is 708 708- Six five three zero five seven two. The email is lockdownblackhawks at gmail dot com. Twitter at l o underscore blackhawks. My personal account is at jayzawaski six seventy, and the Madhouse Podcast is at Madhouse Pod. Last night, for those of you that tuned in to my uh, not so successful hot mic broadcast. Uh, I appreciate that. We got well over what I was aiming for. I wanted 200 bucks. We got 250 bucks, and we did it in one period because the weather around my house was wreaking havoc with my Wi-Fi, and it was just killing the broadcast, so we cut it a little bit short, but we reached our goal very, very well. So uh, our friends at Fry the Coop in Oakland, which I had for dinner tonight, um, $255 goes to them and their Feed First Responders initiative. They'll be bringing a meal to the COVID workers at Christ Hospital in Oakland. My cousin Krista works there. Uh, My neighbor uh, Angela and my other friend Tracy all work at Christ Hospital. They're all treating COVID patients. I've told the story already of uh, my neighbor who cannot see her kids because she's uh, isolated in her own home, and yesterday was her daughter's birthday. So very difficult time for these people who are working uh, on the front lines fighting this thing. So thank you if you donated. Thank you if you just tuned in. Because just tuning in and downloading the Hot Mic app and, and using the promo code Madhouse, that gets me a buck every time. So thank you for that. Thank you, everybody, who chipped in very much. We got some uh, big donations as well. Uh, so greatly appreciate it. Over three broadcasts and just seven periods of hockey, we raised over $1,000. So that is absolutely great. I will stop asking you for money for a little while. I feel like I've done my job here and and raising money for people in need. But if something else comes up, um, I'll definitely uh, we'll find we'll find a reason to raise money for a good cause. And look, if you ever in the mood just to donate, uh, you know where to go. Find one of those charities. Find your own charity and donate. And uh, you know you know you know where people need help. You know how to do it. You don't need my guidance. Just uh, whatever you can afford to give, please give it. I think now that I've noticed that. First of all, I'm very fortunate to be working. Uh, some of my coworkers at 670 The Score are not as fortunate, so I don't want to be flippant about this, but I found the fact that I'm not working is saving me some money. I'm not eating breakfast breakfast and lunch every day out from home, right? I'm not getting a Starbucks every morning. So I've got some extra money, and I feel like that money I'm spending it should be donated, and that's what I'm doing with it. So um, not to pat myself on the back, it's not a big deal, but... If you find yourself in the same boat, like, you know what? I usually spend five bucks a morning on Starbucks that I'm not typically spending. At the end of the week, pop 25 bucks in your local charity. It's an easy way to justify it in your head. Speaking of COVID-19, 
uh, this horrible, horrible virus um, has taken a lot of lives. And it will, before this is all said and done, touch everybody. Just like cancer does. I know it's different, but this will touch everybody if the um, if the estimations are correct. And for me, it touched someone I didn't know personally, but I felt like I did. Um, John Prine is one of my favorite musicians ever. And if you don't know who John Prine is, he is a uh, Chicago product, grew up in Maywood, um, and just sort of made it on the folk circuits in the 60s and 70s, and has just been one of the best singer-songwriters uh, of all time. His his nickname is your favorite singer-songwriter's favorite singer, singer-songwriter. People that love music love John Prine, and people that write music love John Prine. Uh, his most famous song is probably Angel from Montgomery. Bonnie Raitt performs that. Well, uh, on Tuesday night, uh, John Prine succumbed to COVID-19. He had been uh, on a ventilator for, I think, 10 days before he went. He caught the disease from his wife, which is absolutely tragic. She's okay. She got through it. She's younger than he is and in better health than he was. Um, but look, I, John Prine is someone I discovered later in my life, uh, in my late 30s, and uh, I, I always knew about him, but I never really took the time to learn this new artist, right? For me, new, not new to anybody else, but to me. And I like to say about John Prine that I found him right when I needed to find him. His music hit me at a time where I really needed it, where my sister had passed away tragically at 36 and I was moving into a new home and my daughter was getting older and, you know, I, I'm married. I've been married for a long time. And, and there's always things that happen in a marriage that are like just every day, like arguments and disagreements and those sort of things. And, and his music helped me navigate a lot of those things. Um, and just there's a song, there's a John Prine song for every occasion. And uh, if you've not checked out John Prine, if you like folk music or country music or Americana music, I think you'll really enjoy John Prine. Um, but to me... I'm trying to think of a celebrity death that has hit me harder than this. And maybe it's the combination of what's happening in the world right now uh, with the way he died. And, you know, he's a two-time cancer survivor. He's been through a ton. And for him to lose his life like this is absolutely sucks. It just sucks. Um, But I'm trying to think. I I think when I was in high school, Kurt Cobain's death hit me very hard because I was at that age, you know, and, and, I don't know, but party party you feels like, you know, Kurt maybe wanted to go, and was living a life of a lot of pain and and suffering mentally and physically with his stomach ailments. And I'm not saying it's good that he's gone, but that sort of eased it a little bit. It was it was his choice? Um, but John Prine did not have a choice here, and uh, a guy who has been a champion for younger musicians and a champion of just great music in general is no longer with us, and it's very, very frustrating and very, very sad. Um, So I just want to give a few minutes to John Prine, a Chicago native, and if you need me to tie this to hockey, I will. One of the biggest John Prine fans in the world is Pat Foley. So there you go. All right, time for some hockey here on Lockdown Blackhawks. It's Lockdown Blackhawks. Jay Zawoski with you here. Thank you so much for letting me take that musical departure uh, for those of you that know me and have heard me over the years, you know how important music is to me. Uh, so I wanted to do that. I have no really, no real outlet to do that anywhere else. So thank you for uh, indulging me on that. All right, back to the old puckaroo story in uh, on NHL.com today by Adam Kimmelman. You can follow him on Twitter at 
NHL Adam K writes a story about the projected number one pick in the NHL draft, uh, whenever that might happen, Alexis Lafreniere, which is a really cool name, by the way. Uh, he's pretty much guaranteed to be the first overall pick. Um, 112 points in 52 games for Ramuski Oceanic, which is where Sidney Crosby played. Uh, he says he models his game after Patrick Kane. Quote, what he can do on the ice, under pressure, and in big moments, he can be the difference maker. Always watched him growing up, and he's still my favorite player. Well, you know, with that in mind, they should just be teammates. right? The NHL, from a feel-good story, they would just be smart to rig the draft in favor of the Blackhawks so Lafreniere and Patrick Kane can play together. Think of the marketing opportunities. I think it's if they don't do it, it's stupid. I really think they should rig the draft, give the Hawks the number one overall pick. They do have a 5% chance of getting the uh, number one overall pick. So they can, you know, they can, thanks to Nate, by the way, for running those numbers. You know, they can just say like, wow, what are the odds? Wow. 5% shot and the Hawks got it. That's that's amazing. Let the kid play with his hero. Don't be jerks. We need a feel-good story this time of year. Damn. Seriously, though. Uh, looking at the 2020 NHL Draft Lottery Simulator, like I said, the Hawks have a 5% chance at a number one overall, at the number one overall pick. They have a 16% chance at a top three pick. So not too bad. 16%'s not bad, right? The team with the top odds for the number one pick, you guessed it, the horrible Detroit Red Wings with an 18.5% chance. They have a 49.5% chance of a top three pick. Next in line for number one overall is Ottawa, 13.5. Uh, they have a 38.8% chance of a top three pick. San Jose with an 11.5% chance at number one overall and a 33.9% shot at a top three. So, by the way, that would be... Uh, that would also go to Ottawa, that pick. So Ottawa's got a really good shot at two top t- two top three picks and the number one overall pick. Ottawa, ooh, Ottawa could get good quick. So we'll see. We'll see how the draft goes. Um, who even knows when that's going to happen. Next segment, I'm going to uh, fill you in on what Gary Bettman had to say about the, you know, the chances of a season actually happening this year. And he was talking sort of optimistically on uh, Wednesday. So who knows? We'll see. I, I just, it just feels so impossible. Like looking at where we're at now and th- like sort of reading about like, you know, major league baseball sort of floated that story to Jeff Passan this week. And then and I actually don't think it's a bad idea to float stories because that way, if you've got 10 people trying to make a big decision like that, right? Why not put it out to the public and see, like, okay, what are some of the things we're not thinking of? And that's what they did, and they immediately sort of backed off. Think about, like, if you're a video gamer, you get to play the beta of a game. The game's coming out in two or three months. They want to test the game, and instead of paying 50 testers to play around the clock, they let everybody sign up for the beta, play the beta, and report mistakes that happen. It costs a company nothing. And it gets 50, 100, 
a thousand times the eyes on the product that they would have had just with the, with a group of te- of testers. So beta tests of MLB The Show, for example. Hey, when you hit a pop-up in a night game at Wrigley Field, the shortstop drops it every time. Okay, that's a bug. That's something we need to fix, right? Major League Baseball or these leagues leak these stories to a reporter. The reporter writes the story, and they said, and they see, like, okay, what are we not thinking about here? What angles have we not discussed? All right, but before we get to what Gary Bettman had to say, uh, hopefully by now you're a subscriber to The Athletic. Uh, if you're not, go to Mark Lazarus's page on Twitter or Scott Powers's page on Twitter. It's at Mark Lazarus or at by Scott Powers. They have a link to their Blackhawks fan survey. Uh, and I believe, I'm not sure if it's still up and running, but at the last check, there was a 90-day free trial tied to clicking that link. So if you're not already a subscriber to The Athletic, what are you doing? But now's your chance to get three months free. So here are the questions in the Blackhawks fan survey. Number one, are the Blackhawks on the right track? Okay, kind of a vague question, um, and it's hard to say, but I, I answered this question yes because I believe in Kirby Doc. I believe in Adam Boquist and some of the other prospects on the team, so I answered yes. Number two question, from one to five, with five being the highest, how confident are you and Rocky Wirtz as the Blackhawks chairman? I answered this question a four. I didn't give him a full five because I haven't seen him fully go scorched earth. And the reason there really hasn't been a reason to go full scorched earth yet. Um, but I, I, the fact that he allowed Joel Quenville to be fired gives me some hope that if things get really, really bad here, that he'll make the moves that need to be made. So I gave him a four, not a five. From one to five, with five being the highest, how confident are you in John McDonough as the Blackhawks president? I also rated this a four because I feel like all the marketing stuff is done correctly. They're a top-class organization. Players love playing here. Guys who don't play here want to play here. The reputation of the organization is absolutely sterling. And from everything I've been told, he does not get involved with the hockey stuff. There have been a few things I think he's bungled. I think the Patrick Kane accusations he didn't handle very well. There were some other things, but very tough situation. So I think four out of five for John McDonough. Next question. From one to five, with five being highest, how confident are you in Stan Bowman as the Hawks general manager? I said a two. We have talked about this topic ad nauseum. Two years ago, it would have been a four or a five, but now it's two because things have not been great. From one to five, with five being the highest, how confident are you in Jeremy Cowlton as the Blackhawks head coach? I said three. I don't think he's a bad coach. I think he's a bad fit. I've talked about that a lot, too. From one to five, with five being the highest, how confident are you in Jonathan Taves as the number one center for the next few years? That's So few, by definition, is three. I gave that a four as well. From one to five, how confident are you in Patrick Kane's ability to keep producing at an elite level. Gave that one a five. I don't see any signs of him slowing down. From one to five, how confident are you that Kirby Doc will become a star player? I gave that one a four. I like what I've seen from Doc so far. I know he's going to get bigger. I know he's going to get stronger. There were several wow moments from Kirby Doc this year, but a lot of them didn't end up in the back of the net for whatever reason. 
Jonathan Taves, as a rookie, had a lot of those wild moments, and they ended up goals. But I think if if you know Doc converts on two or three of those, you're seeing his highlights all the time, the conversation around him is a little bit different. I really like what I saw from Kirby Doc, especially late in the season. Ninth question, from one to five, how confident are you that Adam Boquist will become a star player? I put a three. I think Adam Boquist is going to be a really, really good player, but I don't know if he's a star player yet. That's sort of my, I don't know if he's like a all-star type player for that. All right, next question. Do you expect, do you expect Brent Seabrook to play during the 2020-21 season? I said yes. Just my gut feeling. Number 12, who has been the Blackhawks MVP this season? Patrick Kane got my vote. The other nominees were Duncan Keith, Robin Leonard, uh, Corey Crawford, and Dominic Kubelik. Had Leonard been here all year, I probably would have voted for Leonard. Number 13, what's been the main reason for why the Blackhawks have not won a playoff series since 2015? The options are the price of winning three Stanley Cups, coaching, bad manager, front office, bad luck. I voted for general manager front office, but I think the price of winning Stanley Cups is valid too. Number 14, and I can't wait to see the results of this survey to see how people answered this. Would you be okay if the Blackhawks went for a full rebuild and didn't compete for another cup in the next five years? I said yes, and I think a lot of Hawks fans feel the same way. Next question, how many games did you attend this year? 0, 1 to 10, 11 to 20, uh, 21 to 34. I said 1 to 10 that because that's what i did 16 in the wake of the pandemic if the regular season were to start up again this summer would you be comfortable attending a game at the crowded united center i said no but i feel like if they're allowing fans to be together then it's probably okay so if if it actually happens i'll probably i'll probably change that vote but right now no do you envision attending a game next season yes yes i do 18, which recent Blackhawks Stanley Cup championship team was the best? I said 2013. I don't think there's much doubt about it. Number 19, should Steve Larmer's number 28 be retired by the Blackhawks? Yes, it should. And number 20, this one I really want to see the results on too. It's been 12 years since the Blackhawks started using the Fratelli's Chelsea Dagger as their goal song. Should they pick a new one? I said, yes, they should. Number 21. When did you become a Blackhawks fan? Hall of Makita days were earlier. Savard Ronick era. 2013 Cup run or the last five years. Savard Ronick, that is the answer for me. Take that test on The Athletic. I will tweet it out from the Lockdown Blackhawks account sometime on Thursday. It's Lockdown Blackhawks, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. You know that. I say it all the time because it's a crutch. It really is. It's just a crutch. So anyway, uh, (laughs) thank you for tuning in. I'm getting a little slappy. I've been in my house for a month. I very rarely leave. It's just, you know. All right. So here's what uh, Gary Bettman had to say about potentially playing hockey this season. Quote, this is from the Nashville Post uh, nationalpost.com by the way I think right now there's too much uncertainty hopefully we'll all know more by the end of April from an NHL standpoint we're viewing all our options we want to be ready to go as soon as we get a green light nothing's been ruled in nothing's been ruled out okay 
All of us running sports are basically focused on the same things. First and foremost, people's health and well-being and safety is the most important. And while we all miss sports, either putting it on or watching it, and we all want to come back as quickly as possible, we understand what the number one priority is. Everything we do needs to be fair. The best thing and the easiest thing would be if at some point we can complete the regular season and then go into the playoffs as we normally do, we understand that may not be possible. I do believe we can play well into the summer. The days of when games had to be postponed because there was no air conditioning in a building are long behind us. We can handle making ice now in any condition. Ice won't be a factor. So who knows? I mean, it doesn't seem very realistic. I don't know. I are they, So here's the thing. Let's say they start up in June or July, okay? Finish the regular season and then have, what, full playoffs? By the time that's over, you're looking at September, and that's when training camp starts. So then do you shorten? Maybe that's what you have to do. Maybe you shorten next season by 20 games or something Start and just delay everything until maybe start the regular season of hockey in November or December, which honestly, like people don't really... Aside from diehards like us, people don't really watch hockey until football's over. That's when the average Joe like really settles in to start watching the Hawks and start watching the Bulls and the winter teams is when football ends. That's when I, I see like a major uptick in listeners and just in anecdotally people talking about the Hawks more when the Bears are done. And I know the Bears only play once a week and that's going to look different this year too. So who knows what sort of effect that has on things. But I could see that. I could see resuming the regular season in late June, early July. That You got to squish everything. You got to get it in quickly. Uh, and maybe it's done in empty arenas or whatever. And then playoffs last until September. Start training camp in early November. Start the season in December and go from there and just have a 60 game season or whatever. I don't know. I do not envy these decision makers and these big sports leagues because it's really tough. It's really a tough place to be. It's unprecedented. Um, and you know, yes, the Spanish flu happened and, and sports figured it out, but that was before sports had multi hundreds of million dollar television contracts. And you know, it's so much bigger now than it was back when the Spanish flu happened. So it's it's almost incomparable. But I don't know. I, I remain hopeful that we're going to have some sort of sports this year. But like Bettman said, and I can agree with Gary Bettman, ugh, the most important thing is the safety of the fans, the safety of the players. And if it means canceling this season, so be it. You can figure things out. I, I just wonder, like, how do you manage the championship? Do you just not have a Stanley Cup champion this year? Do you wipe out all the stats? You can't really do that, right? Do you just give it to the team with the best record? That's an option. I just, you know, I think I talked about this on, I think it was lockdown where I said this. There should be like a play-in playoff series. Like the teams that are within 10 points of a playoff spot, like they play, they start with zero points, right? And play, I don't know, five games, seven games or whatever and try to get in. I don't know. 
That seems a little far-fetched, but it would be fun, and it would give the Hawks a shot to get in. All right, thanks for listening to this episode of Lockdown Blackhawks. I'll talk to you again on Friday with more hockey greatness. But remember, after Friday's show, after tomorrow's show, the next one will be Talk Back Tuesday. So get those questions in. We did not get a ton of questions this week. I probably could have done a better job of promoting that. But let's get those questions in. Remember, this time of year, this situation, it is Ask Me Anything. Nothing's off limits. I'll answer any question you got. Movies, music, food, whatever. I got thoughts. So thanks for tuning in. Thanks for listening to Lockdown Blackhawks, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. And now ask your smart speaker to play the latest episode of Locked On NHL. Have a great Thursday. Talk to you Friday morning.